In the annals of history, the name Napoleon Bonaparte resonates with power, ambition, and military genius. Napoleon's life journey would take him from the peripheries of Europe to the pinnacle of power as the Emperor of the French. His story is a testament to the complex interplay of individual brilliance and the pursuit of grandeur. Napoleon's military career spanned two decades, during which he commanded French armies in both the Revolutionary and Napoleonic Wars. He is widely regarded as a military genius, and is one of history's finest commanders, comparable to Genghis Khan, Julius Caesar, and Alexander the Great. Over the course of his career, Napoleon participated in more than 80 battles, losing only 11. This is his story. Napoleon hailed from a predominantly Italian lineage, and was born in the year 1769 on the island of Corsica, just two decades prior to the onset of the French Revolution. The year of his birth marked a pivotal moment for Corsica, as it fell under French control. Despite his Italian heritage, Napoleon grew up in an environment where French influence was dominant. Surprisingly, Napoleon himself in his youth was a staunch Corsican nationalist, adherently oppressing the French rule that governed his homeland. However, at the age of nine, his life took a significant turn when he relocated to mainland France. His purpose was to pursue education, first in a religious school, and later in a military institution. In these formative years, Napoleon discovered his remarkable aptitude for the fusion of mathematics and military sciences, skills essential for a proficient artillery officer. Recognising his talent, he was commissioned as a lieutenant in a French artillery regiment at the tender age of 16. Little did he know that his life and career would intersect with the tumultuous times of the French Revolution, which erupted in the year 1789, just four years after he entered military service. The revolution would serve as the backdrop against which Napoleon's extraordinary journey unfolded, shaping him into the iconic figure he would become in the annals of history. Following the French Revolution, France swiftly became the target of numerous formidable European powers. In the midst of this chaotic period, Napoleon found himself in command of the artillery, defending the southern French city of Toulon against a formidable British invasion force. Employing his exceptional strategic acumen, he devised a brilliant plan that compelled the British to retreat. This victory proved pivotal, especially in a time when France had lost many of its seasoned generals, either to death or defection. Consequently, Due to his remarkable achievements, Napoleon's ascent through the ranks was rapid, culminating in his promotion to the rank of general at the remarkably young age of 24. In October of the year 1795, royalists, staunch supporters of the king, staged a counter-revolution. Napoleon effectively utilised artillery to repel the attackers, his resounding victory over the Royalists 
swiftly elevated him to hero status. Following this triumph, he was entrusted with leading the French forces in Italy, engaging in fierce battles against the powerful Austrian Empire. In a remarkable display of military prowess, he secured a series of significant victories, fighting in over 15 battles. After the Battle of Tarvis, Napoleon marched to Vienna with his army, ultimately leading to the invasion of Austria itself in the year 1797. Throughout these campaigns, his troops in their conquests amassed substantial wealth, much of which was sent back to France. This successful plundering of riches only served to bolster his popularity among the masses. Napoleon quickly realised that his own naval strength was not strong enough to confront the British Royal Navy. He decided to embark on a daring expedition to seize Egypt and undermine Britain's trade interests in India. Napoleon wished to establish a French presence in the Middle East and join forces with Tipu Sultan, the Sultan of Mysore, an enemy of the British. Napoleon and his expedition eluded pursuit by the British Royal Navy and landed at Alexandria on the 1st of July in the year 1798. However, on Napoleon's march to Cairo, they were encountered by soldiers of the Ottoman Empire. The battle that ensued, now remembered to history as the Battle of Chobrakit, resulted in a victory for Napoleon. After capturing Alexandria, the French would march to catch up with the Ottoman force, resulting in the Battle of the Pyramids. This battle resulted in an overwhelming victory for Napoleon, losing less than a thousand men, while the Ottomans lost as many as 10,000, boosting the French morale and conveying Napoleon's brilliance and military genius. Napoleon wanted more than Egypt though, and wished to take more of the Ottoman territories. He would besiege the city of Acre. However, his assaults on the city were vigorously repulsed, so he abandoned the siege and marched back to Egypt. He was once again met by the Ottomans, however, resulting in the Battle of Abukir in the year 1799. The French attacked the Ottoman positions and quickly broke through their first defensive line before it was fully completed. The second line, however, proved tougher to defeat, and the French withdrew for a while. At this point, cavalry general Murat saw his opportunity and attacked with his cavalry, quickly routing the exposed Turks. Murat's charge was so rapid that he burst inside Mustafa's tent and captured the Turkish commander. The Turkish army fled in panic. Some Ottomans drowned, trying to swim to the British ships two miles away from shore, while others fled to Abukir Castle, but they surrendered shortly thereafter. This battle temporarily secured France's control over Egypt. Although Napoleon's campaign had been successful, his troops were soon cut off by a British fleet, which sparked his return to France. Dazzled by Napoleon's campaign in the Middle East, the public received him with an energy that convinced Emmanuel Joseph Sayes, the President of the Conservative Senate,
that he had found the general for his planned takeover. Napoleon, however, kept his own intentions a secret. Before the takeover, troops were conveniently deployed around Paris. Napoleon was charged with the safety of the two councils, and was given command of all available local troops. By the following day, the deputies had for the most part realised that they were facing an attempted coup. Faced with their refusal to submit, Napoleon stormed into the chambers, escorted by a small force of soldiers. With the council rooted, Napoleon's power was confirmed in a national constitution, originally written by Sieyès to give Napoleon a minor role in government. But Napoleon rewrote the constitution, giving the appearance of a republic, but in reality, established a dictatorship. In an audacious move, Napoleon reassumed his war with the Austrian Empire. Napoleon hastily led his army over the Swiss Alps, and in mid-May, reached Milan on the 2nd of June. This would result in the Battle of Marengo. During the battle, Napoleon constantly rode out among the troops, urging them to stand and fight. This was Napoleon's first major victory as the head of state. Following ten years of relentless conflict, France and Britain concluded the Treaty of Amiens in March of the year 1802. Napoleon's popularity reached unprecedented heights during his consulship, garnering widespread support both at home and on the international stage. While Napoleon was in office, he faced several assassination plots. This made him want to establish legitimacy to his imperial reign. To this end, he designed a new coronation ceremony, unlike that for the kings of France. Napoleon's coronation, presided over by Pope Pius VII, occurred at Notre Dame de Paris on the 2nd of December in the year 1804. Two distinct crowns were prepared for the occasion, a golden laurel wreath reminiscent of the Roman Empire and a replica of Charlemagne's crown. Napoleon was then crowned the King of Italy with the Iron Crown of Lombardy at the Cathedral of Milan on the 26th of May in the year 1805. Napoleon now, realising he had gained absolute power through his military campaigns and through the manipulation of government, created 18 marshals of the empire, a military distinction for his top generals to secure the allegiance of his army. This was the official start of the empire. As emperor, Napoleon went on to fight a series of wars, notably the War of the Third Coalition, a European conflict in which Napoleon opposed an alliance between the United Kingdom, the Austrian Empire, the Russian Empire, Naples, Sicily and Sweden. This conflict would result in the Battle of Austerlitz, otherwise known as the Battle of the Three Emperors. This battle is often cited as a tactical masterpiece, in the same league as other historic engagements, such as Alexander the Great's victory at Galgamela. Additional adversaries would emerge, further escalating tensions for Napoleon, and culminating 
in the War of the Fourth Coalition. Engaging in subsequent battles, Napoleon decimated the majority of the Russian army in a brutal conflict. The extent of their defeat compelled the Russians to pursue peace with the French forces. On June the 19th, Tsar Alexander dispatched an envoy to negotiate an armistice with Napoleon. Despite waging wars against each other, the two emperors were very much impressed and fascinated by one another. However, by the year 1811, tensions had increased. A strain on the relationship between the two emperors was increasing, as Russia's economy was failing, which led to Napoleon to threaten Alexander with serious consequences if he formed an alliance with Britain. Napoleon would expand his army to more than 450,000 men and prepared for war. In June of the year 1812, the French invasion of Russia commenced. The Russians suffered defeats in several battles, prompting Napoleon to resume his advance. The Russians would use scorched earth tactics and made it challenging for the French forces to find food for themselves and their horses, increasing their difficulties during the campaign. The Russian and French forces would fight in the Battle of Borodino, which was said to be the deadliest single-day battle of the Napoleonic Wars, and one of the bloodiest single-day battles in history, with at least 68,000 men being either killed or wounded. Although the French had won, Napoleon had hoped this to be a decisive battle. The Russian army withdrew and retreated past Moscow. Napoleon entered the city, however, what he saw was a city on fire. The Russians had burned their own city, resulting in its destruction. In early November, Napoleon became concerned about the loss of control back in France. His army would walk through snow up to their knees, and nearly 10,000 men and horses froze to death on the night of the 8th of November alone. While Napoleon marched home, the Russians intercepted his forces while they were crossing the Berezna River. Although Napoleon managed to escape, the Battle of Berezna and the harshness of the Russian winter had left his troops withered. From 450,000 men, Napoleon crossed the river with fewer than 40,000. Even though Napoleon had won many battles against the Russians, he had lost too many men, and in essence, was defeated. The War of the Sixth Coalition, an alliance between Austria, Prussia, Russia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Portugal, Sweden, Sardinia, and a number of German states would go to war against Napoleon. Napoleon would assume command in Germany and inflicted a series of defeats on the coalition, culminating in the Battle of Dresden in August of the year 1813. Despite his earlier triumphs, Napoleon found himself increasingly outnumbered, facing a force twice the size of his own. This disparity led to a significant loss for the French army at the Battle of Leipzig, the largest battle of the Napoleonic Wars. The battle had ended conclusively and decisively with the nations of the coalition as the victors. 
with over 400,000 rounds of artillery ammunition having been expended. 80,000 to 110,000 soldiers were either killed, wounded, or reported missing. Napoleon withdrew into France. His army was reduced to just 70,000 soldiers, with little cavalry. He faced a force of the Allied troops, which was estimated to be over 200,000 strong. The Allies would soon press south into France. This would result in the Battle of Paris, on the 31st of March in 1814. Greatly outnumbered, the French forces were defeated. Napoleon wanted to fight on, but his generals and senior officers were unwilling to. Napoleon was then forced to announce his unconditional abdication, only two days later. Napoleon then addressed the soldiers of the Old Guard, who were the veteran soldiers of Napoleon's Imperial Guard. Soldiers of my Old Guard, I have come to bid you farewell. For twenty years, you have accompanied me faithfully on our paths of honour and glory. But the war would have dragged on, so I am sacrificing our interests to those of our country. Do not lament my fate, if I have agreed to live on. It is to serve our glory. I wish to write the history of the great deeds we have done together. Farewell, my children. Napoleon was exiled to Elba, a Mediterranean island off the Tuscan coast. In the first few months on Elba, he created a small navy and an army. He also developed the iron mines and oversaw the construction of new roads, conveying the spirit of Napoleon had not yet given up. Napoleon would escape from the island of Elba. He would make his way to France, and once he reached the mainland, he began to head north. He was famously intercepted by soldiers on the 7th of March in the year 1815. Napoleon approached the regiment alone, dismounted his horse, and when he was within gunshot range, shouted to the soldiers, Here I am. Kill your emperor if you wish. The soldiers quickly responded with, Viva l'Empereur. This conveys that the people were still loyal to Napoleon. His reputation alone commanded respect. He would march to Paris, amassing followers along the way. Louis XVIII, who royalists saw as the rightful monarch, was made the King of France after Napoleon's exile. However, he was unpopular and fled to Belgium after realising the country was for Napoleon. On March the 20th, Napoleon made his triumphant return to Paris, beginning a period that would later be known as the 100 Days. By the beginning of June, his military forces had swelled to 200,000 strong. Assessing the situation, he resolved to take the offensive, aiming to create a division between the advancing British and Prussian armies. On the 18th of June, Napoleon's troops engaged in a fierce battle against two coalition armies, led by the British Duke of Wellington and the Prussian Prince at Waterloo. Despite relentless assaults, Wellington's forces withstood the French attacks throughout the day. Simultaneously, 
the Prussians reinforced their ranks and successfully penetrated Napoleon's right flank, turning the tide of the battle. After his troops fell back, Napoleon fled to Paris following this defeat. Napoleon was exiled to the island of St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean. While in exile, Napoleon wrote a book about Julius Caesar, one of his great heroes. He may not have known it, but Napoleon would be remembered as one of the greatest military generals in history, comparable to his hero Julius. Napoleon lived in Longwood House during his second exile, but it had fallen into disrepair. The house was damp, with bad living conditions. During the last few years of his life, Napoleon confined himself into his damp, mould-ridden and wretched habitation. Years of isolation and loneliness took its toll on Napoleon's mental health, and he would die in the year 1821. The English poet Lord Byron stated, Napoleon was the epitome of a romantic hero, persecuted, lonely, and a flawed genius. Napoleon Bonaparte's legacy as a genius, a great leader, and a self-made ruler is a testament to the boundless potential of human ambition and intellect. His remarkable rise from humble beginnings, coupled with his enduring impact on military strategy, governance, and leadership, cements his status as one of history's most extraordinary figures. As we continue to study his life and achievements, Napoleon's story serves as a timeless source of inspiration, reminding us of the heights that can be reached through brilliance, determination, and an unwavering belief in one's abilities. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.